This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans when he delivers beer right to your doorstep. Harmonious Gentlemen. Well, if podcast episodes were fractions, this would be our quarter century mark. This is the 25th episode, and we're taking a risk by recording in person, albeit distantly, the harmonious gentlemen are at least two meters apart from each other. My name is Chris. I'm Graham. And I'm Tyler. And we're sitting on my porch around a propane fire. Um, maybe you can hear the birds. Oh, they can definitely hear the birds. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> yeah. yeah. That one's getting a little annoying. That's, I, I shouldn't have put a mic on that one. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Ty, thanks for having us again. Yeah. Out in the comb. Yeah, no problem. I've got my uh, Blind Man Kettle Sour here. Yeah, I've got the Blind Man 24-2 Stock Ale. Nice. I just uh, finished a co-op classic. Hey! <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble for that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> there goes the sponsorship. Well, I maybe we should just start by... I have an email to read. Okay. These are usually a good way to start. We, we've heard again from Tim Alien, one of our... Um, loyal listeners and emailers. Mm -hmm. And he wrote, Dear Harmonious Gentlemen, as I'm sure you're all aware of today is Alien Day for you terrestrials. Um, Maybe I should say this was sent on April 26th. So you can mark your calendars for 2021 for Alien Day. Um, (laughs) I'm sure you are devastated that you will not be able to celebrate this monumental occasion as you normally would. I hate to add salt to your wounds right now, but as Harmonious Gentlemen, I think you should temper your celebrations and reflect on these two concerns. One, the Mm. name. As has been discussed in previous communications, we prefer extraterrestrial and find it offensive to have a day celebrating our race called Alien Day. Two, Reebok has continually decided to release Alien Stomper collection shoes. (laughs) This year, it's the Bug Stomper on our day. Does it seem harmonious to celebrate my race by releasing shoes that commemorate the killing of extras? <laughs> I'm hoping you'll be able to use your platform to make changes changes to way you terrestrials celebrate us. Live long and prosper, Sugar Water Guy. Thank you, Sugar Water oh, Guy. Wow. It is pretty insensitive for a brand like that with that much sort of um, success to have a blind spot like that. Although, like, he's probably referencing a little bit Starship Troopers there, or what? Yeah, like Reebok maybe is by calling it Bug Stomper. Is there really a Bug Stomper shoe for Reebok? I don't know. I have not fact checked this. But, okay, um, it's Tim Alien. I it's either it. Tim Alien being clever again. Yeah, yeah. Well, here I'll look it up. But still, he's still clever, even if that is a real shoe, and right. doubly clever if it's not. Yeah, this would have been really relevant on our um, political correctness episode. Something to talk about. The they re- they are real shoes, and I've just ordered a pair. <laughs> the Reebok Bug Stomper. They're really cool looking. Retailing for how much? What are the co- what's the color scheme? I'm imagining uh, purple, purple and green. green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually order them because I can't even see what they look like yet. There's all kinds of different are they patterns a pump on them. Or yeah, you can see here. They're like a high top. There's the camo version. They're just this is great. Shoes. Oh, they're like, showing um, each other pictures on our phones. <laughs> yeah. I would say kind of like the Back to the Future, like the self-lacing yeah. Nikes almost. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah. Anyway, thanks, thanks, Tim. Um, we will we will use our platform to spur social change. Uh, Reebok, please stop doing that. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> we will no longer talk about Reebok in a. Although, is way. it true that the alien stomper replaced the curb stomp um, Reebok shoe? <laughs> that was very insensitive. <laughs> yeah, that was a good move, actually. Reebok, we um, we support that. So um, we again, we're gonna we we've yet to figure out who who this uh, who this fan is. Um, we've actually asked a few people who we suspected yep. and we were wrong. I can confirm it is not Jason Sabenga. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's Are one sure? off our list. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, one thing we were going to talk about uh, today was had to do with the uh, Michael Jordan uh, documentaries on Netflix. Hmm. And we were talking about uh, celebrity a little bit and we were having a little bit of harmonious debate about the standards that we hold athletes and famous people to. And that was uh, causing some good conversation. And that also, we talked about Michael Jordan's branding and, and his mm-hmm. shoes and Nike. And I just feel like it's kind of all coming Reebok, together. It's all coming together for us here. Yeah. Right. So maybe we'll do a, a couple of recommendations and then jump into a, maybe a talk about, I don't know about celebrity, but. I like what you just said about the standards that we hold people to. Yeah. Something along those lines. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. Okay. Um, let's just stop for a sec then because I got to think of what I want to recommend. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Okay. Uh, recommendations for the evening. I'll start and I'm going to start, um, with a podcast. It's always dangerous if we recommend podcasts because... We're going to take listeners away from the Harmonious Gentleman, but like that could ever happen. No, it's not going to. It's not going to happen. Uh, you should listen to, um, and you guys have all heard this podcast, 30 for 30 podcasts. They're a series of sports podcasts. Yeah. What? They're really good. And so listen to them. They're on all kinds of stuff. I want to particularly recommend the Donald Sterling Affairs series. It's like six episodes. They're not all series like that, but that one is, and it's awesome. So... Do it. 30 for 30. They're really, really, really good podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I concur. Mm-hmm. I uh, I really liked... There's one about... Oh, the Falcon has landed or something? You probably the, listened the to it football one? Too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've so, never heard that one. Too. Um, like Brazil versus Chile World Cup in like the late 80s. Oh, wow. And like corruption and like violence and all kinds of good stuff. Love it already. Yeah. yeah there's lots of good episodes. Um. I'm wavering between recommendations, so I'm going to decide on the spot, and I'm going to go with um, watching skateboarding videos with my <laughs> nice. um, four-year-old son. That's been, we used to, on the weekends, before all this uh, pandemic closures and stuff, we used to watch sports highlights on the weekend. Um, just a little bit of special time when we wake up, I'd have a coffee, we watch sports highlights, but now there's not nothing worth watching on the sports network. So um, I just went to YouTube and started showing him different sports every every time we did it. Eventually we got to skateboarding. He got really interested in it. And it was really fun for me too. And even if you're not really into skateboarding, some of those things, the things they what can do is What those kids crazy. can do, yeah. Um, mostly kids or like... Well, yeah, young mostly adults. Guys. Yeah, mostly guys. But, um, but there's a bit of everything on there. Like... There's if you want to look up just one one guy and just mm-hmm. even if you're not a skateboarder and kind of just can I, be can I guess who it is? Is it Tony? You can Hunt? guess. It's not yeah. what I was gonna say, but I know what you're gonna say. Okay, then I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like my son knows who Tony Hawk now is. Yeah. Is, is that what you're gonna say? No. Oh, 
I was going to say Rodney Mullen. Oh, yeah. That's that's, remember, that's one of the guys I used to watch and yeah. blown away. Okay, shoot. I was going to recommend someone just go Jaws, best of Jaws skateboarding. It's this kind of newer young guy who just just jumps off of really high stuff. Mm. But it's crazy to watch him try and fall a hundred times. You but can't like believe he gets like up and 24 runs. stair staircase oh, or yeah. something. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, can you name three tricks on a skateboard that aren't an ollie? Well, yeah. Tyler's a skateboarder, so I think he can. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'll, I'll name the tricks that I have landed at You've some mastered. point in my life. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. A pop shove it. Really? I'm uh, impressed flip, right now. But that was a long, long, Pop shove it's harder than a kickflip. Really? Don't you think? No, you just kind of shimmy the board around. Yeah. And a... Um, dark side grind. Dark side grind. I haven't those? landed oh. anything other <laughs> no, than the okay. first two, so... That's pretty good. Um, Our listeners who like video games, I was just telling the guys earlier, the Tony Hawk video games from back in the 90s, they're doing like a remaster of them coming out in September. So if you like those games, check it out. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned all these moves. I don't know what they're called otherwise. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was... I want to clarify. I landed those moves in Tony Hawk. Oh, oh, got it. Yeah, it is easier to do a pop shove it than a... um, That's actually a pretty sweet idea. we, We walked by the skate park in Red Deer tonight and we stopped so Harvey could watch them and he was loving it. Yeah. Yeah. It teaches kids a lot about yeah. resilience too. Yeah, it does. Growth mindset. It try a thousand times. Oh, those guys try it. over and over. It's amazing. Yeah. Good recommendations, you guys. My favorite thirty for thirty episode is the first UFC ever. <laughs> and man, if you haven't listened to that, that's some good audio. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say radio, but not really. <laughs> um, my recommendation is a park in Red Deer. So you have to live in central Alberta to make this work, but it's called Masca Patoon, named after a Cree warrior, I think, that used to live in the area. And it's close to Highway 2 behind Oriel Park. And there's just oops, a lot of nature going on there and really beautiful trails and kind of a little hidden gem that yeah, a lot of people don't know there. about. But A lot of people you, around? There was nobody on the trails when we were there. Yeah. So if you get a chance and you need to walk, and you maybe do, Go to Mascapatoon. Cool. Yeah, I'll do that. Mascapatoon, uh, skateboarding videos on YouTube, and what did I say? Um, it was at 30 for 30, I believe, <laughs> just in general. I totally forgot. Nothing specific. Just the podcast in general. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're coming out of the recommendation section of our podcast as you've heard and we all three of us wanted to recommend um the new michael jordan um documentary that's on netflix the last the last dance Dance. yeah yeah the last dance it's something we've all been watching um i think chris is one episode behind yeah couldn't quite squeeze two in last night well my kids are literally watching it right now so i'll go home and watch it yeah tonight but anyways it sparked no spoilers (laughs) yeah no promises (laughs) <laughs> um, but it sparked some conversation, um, as I'm sure it has with many sports fans. But um, I know for me, I rec- I would recommend it for anybody in my age bracket who, even whether you're a basketball fan or not, you will recognize some of the some things from there. I just remember my dad watching some of those games. Yeah. Um, so I have this nostalgia, but I'm also learning a ton. Um, and we've had conversations as the harmonious gentlemen about. Michael Jordan's character, and that's sparked some some friendly debate. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I agree with the nostalgia. It's also just masterfully put together as a documentary. And Jordan, who had the power to bring in, I think like other athletes maybe, like Gretzky did for hockey or, yeah, what would some other examples be? He drew in people who weren't necessarily basketball fans. Well, Tiger Woods for golf. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. To the sport. And for sure, as a kid, that was right when I was in junior high, high school, and Jordan was playing with the Bulls. So that was my, yeah, for sure, my memories. So it hits the nostalgia sort of bone as you watch it, but what I think we have found more interesting about it is that the character of Michael Jordan, like typically you sort of assume your heroes or actors or athletes or celebrities are quality people, nice people. Maybe nice is a good word. But Michael Jordan does not come off as a nice person in this documentary, to use that. Yeah. And that's the most interesting part that we've been talking about, that like... Are we okay? Like, are we uncomfortable watching this hero among, among men? Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yeah. Or even would it change? Yeah, does it change how I th- remember him then, or think about him? Because I was a kid when I right uh, really was into that stuff. So yeah, does that impact my love for him? And no, it doesn't. But well, and I think Tyler, what kind of sparked us initially was I, I was, or Chris or I was saying something to the effect of like, you know, you have a I think in the documentary, Michael Jordan said, I'm, I'm ne- I never said I was a role model. And then I said something to the effect of, well, you are a role model if you're in that role. Yeah. And then you. You said what, Tyler? Said, <laughs> what did you say to that? <laughs> hey, let's keep it harmonious. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Right. Um, podcast. Well, I said he didn't sign up to be a role model. So right. I don't think he's, like he signed up as a basketball player. Right? So I don't think he's... Um, wrong in saying that he didn't want to be a role model um he became one but i don't know what like what is he supposed to do about it is kind of my my feeling so i think for some some people seeing someone who's um kind of highly regarded and a celebrity when you see find out that they weren't a nice person you lose respect for them but I didn't have respect for him for being a nice guy in the right, first place. Yeah. Like I respected him for being the best basketball player. Because he was a basketball player, player yeah. Um, so that didn't doesn't really change. And I bought his shoes because I thought he was nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I went to Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> this nice man making a movie. And I guess like I'm thinking of a guy like Dennis Rodman who, I'm not saying he's not a nice guy, but a company like Nike doesn't back him as their main guy not because he's not the best rebounder but maybe because of i'm just this is a question is it because he's not perceived as a quote-unquote nice guy well he's not a strategic move to not Mm. like maybe he does have a shoe deal that i don't know about but he's certainly not selling 100 million dollars worth of nikes every well that's where i i put more on like like rodman wasn't marketable in the same way right right so like mcdonald's who's and this doesn't just apply to sports. Like we didn't want this episode to be only about sports or Michael Jordan. Yeah. But like any celebrity like, um, Nike or McDonald's who's hiring people to, to be in their marketing campaigns. They're the ones creating the role model in my head. Right. It's not on the, the 19 year old Jordan who's signing that contract for money. Like where he's, saying I now promise to be a nice guy because you want to sell you want to put my likeness on in your commercial shoes and cheeseburgers I think one of my arguments or or not arguments but just my issue with that line of thinking is 
a movie like Space Jam, where you, you're literally going to make a cartoon for children, you know damn well who's going to watch that movie. And so to turn around and say, well, I was never a role model, to me, that's the part that makes me a little bit like... So do you yeah. think he should have turned it down? Sure. Turned down the role? Sure. Yeah. If you're if you're a gambler and you and you and you don't want to be a role model, then don't make a movie for kids. But you did. But you do it. You take a paycheck, and I can't fault the guy for taking a paycheck. That's not against the law. But do I lose some respect for your integrity? I kind of do. Does that matter to him? Nope. <laughs> like not at all. <laughs> By the way, I hate when people ask themselves questions. I, I don't know why I did that, but <laughs> I hate that way to talk. <laughs> do I like doing this? This is the no. Harmonious <laughs> Gentle Man podcast starring. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was my only thing. It's like, like you're right, Tyler. As a bit. young guy, you take your endorsement deals, but at a certain point, you do realize the effect you have, uh, especially on younger people, because you're literally lining your pockets with their parents' credit cards. So, I just think. If, but is anybody good enough to be a role model? Then, like, how, did he try? What's that? Well, he, the, the line in question was, he said, "I I never said I was a role model." So that means you you didn't even try that means you you that was never that was never high on your priority list which didn't have to be mm-hmm. i'm just saying for somebody to take those kinds of endorsements i kind of hope I, for some other people it would have been higher on their priority list maybe well and you said the thing about marketability like something they see in him or he decides to show about himself means he agrees with that marketability or may, maybe not like maybe it is just about the paycheck I don't really blame him either, like for doing no. that stuff. Like, I just don't. I have respect for him as an athlete and a basketball player, but like as a person, like, yeah, some people just do things for money, and that's all there is to it. He's a businessman. Yeah. Was he worth two billion dollars? He's a businessman, you know. Yeah, and I, I do think he's a jerk. Like, I won't. I don't disagree with that. I just yeah. don't know if we can hold that against people, right? right? Like, right, or say you should have turned that down. Like, it's. Maybe the people who made Space Jam shouldn't have asked a jerk to be the yeah, star. Like, well, and not to, and not this is not to rag on Michael Jordan. Like, no. whatever. I don't. If he, there's tons about him that's honorable and respectful, and yeah, I wonder, Tyler, do you think that there are hmm. positions or people that should be held to that standard, or like nobody should? Well, I think the standards are different depending on what you sign up for. Like, we're teachers. We're signing up to actually. Um, like teach kids stuff, right? Like, so then our standards should be, if we're a jerk, like we are, we're signing up to be a role model essentially, right? And um, we're literally held to a code of conduct. Yes. Yeah. As part of the job. Um, yeah. And like pastors would be a similar thing. Um, a professional athlete, I think they, that that's, they, they probably know that they will become I guess then, one, but that's not what they're signing up for. So he right? signed like, up to be an athlete and he got paid for that, but he also actually signed up to be a spokesman for a product that he got paid for too. Like those are two separate jobs as in a the way. Spokesperson, did he do anything that was, yeah, like as thing. the spokesperson, he did a good job. Like he's a nice guy in space jam. We've, we yeah. argued about that a little bit, Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> everything he's doing in the thing he's signing up for is fine. It's just outside of that. We learn afterwards, Oh, he was actually, like punching people on his team or like yelling and screaming at his teammates. Like he's really not a nice guy, but. And totally depending on your point of view, like it got results. Like if you're, if you're only about the end justifies the means, man, he, there's nobody in anything that's more successful. He made people money and that's what the goal was. That's, I guess when I boil it all down, I, I think of a guy who does commercials where he's with kids trying to be like Mike and sell shoes to kids and is in a cartoon 
and then 20 years later says, I never said I was a role model. That's something that just kind of sticks sticks yeah. to me a little bit. And that's it. That's all there is. Well, I mean, and it's, it's, it's not like I'm... And I'd have, I'd agree, like that statement, I agree, does, I don't like that, but that's because yeah. he's the way he is. He's yeah. going to say <laughs> stuff like that, <laughs> that that you don't like. There's also kind of the, the, the bigger issue in my mind that all this stuff is so kind of silly in a way, like endorsements of celebrity in general is such a, such a goofy concept that, it, you know, Michael J. Fox will sit there eating, I don't know why I chose him, but I love Back to the Future, <laughs> well, but he'll, uh, he'll sit there eating like- What's like, his brand? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know what his brand is, I'm oh. saying, but like, if he's sitting there eating like Cocoa Puffs, oh, yeah, and I'm we'll like, oh man, Cocoa that guy Puff. loves yeah. Cocoa Puffs. It's yeah, like he's, right. he's just being paid to tell you sure. to eat this stuff. That's right. Yeah. And that's what all that. And so if you really dig deeper, it's like the brands, they know what they're doing. They're just trying to sell you stuff. Oh, and as you if know. we really know what these people are like, right? Like right. a documentary gives you some insight, yeah. but we, you know, it's none of our business in some ways, but we're all just the shit, man. Know. We're still buying Air Jordans 20, 30 years later. Right. You know? I think we also love to know the dirt on people. We like, like, our culture is about celebrity culture, buying into that. And, oh, you know, you kind of get a kick out of finding out the yeah. bad things people do or that's happened to them. I don't know. That sells Lots magazines and websites. and The documentary talked about how they love to build you up and then tear you down. That yeah. seems pretty true about celebrity culture yeah. in general. Well, and when it comes to, like, different professions, sometimes I think we have... It kind of depends on, again, what the profession is. Maybe our standards are, unre like we think someone, the more famous they are, the more per perfect they have to be, mm -hmm. right? Or like even within a church, like if you're the pastor, like you have to be perfect because you're the pastor, right? But there, and I get that there is certain standards that you need because you're signing up to be the leader, right? But I think there is still something about our society that, um, maybe has an unfair expectation on on people who are in a position of power. Like we're just looking for anything to tear them down. You also have like millions of t of Twitter warriors, like just armed and ready to take someone down if they say the wrong thing. Oh, the mm -hmm. you know, right? See the outrage that you have over just anything. Yeah. Well, and people get themselves into trouble because of that too. Yeah. That's like, right. That's right. like uh, we just like Brian Adams. Yes, that's what I was. Yeah, oh. yeah, right. If you didn't see the tweet, he just Google it. <laughs> Brian Adams. <laughs> Anything Brian you Adams right now. Google about him will <laughs> definitely bring you to that at this point in history. Maybe we'll just take a quick pause, sure, and uh, simmer down here a little bit because I got a little heated up. Tyler's Your feet are very close. Really to the fire. aggravating me tonight. <laughs> Uh, well, we just came off one of those off-air sessions of where we talked about a lot of things that we'll try to recap and maybe lead some discussion here. But one of the questions I have is, who should we hold to to certain standards and how do we decide who that is and what are those standards and should private life and public life be separate or like not that people shouldn't have a private life, but if we find out that their public persona is different from their private life in a scandalous way does should that bug us mm -hmm. um do we have a right to be knowing everything about celebrities or athletes or politicians or is that none of our business oh well, those are just questions i have well 
a little while ago, and we I think we talked about it on a podcast, was Don Cherry. Yeah. Right? Like, that would be a, an example where someone made a mistake, and he was held accountable for it, right? And um, But then more and more, I think, with, like you said, social media, and just access to these celebrities' lives, like their public life and their private life, um, there's more and more situations like that where you see something that's, they make a mistake, but then now the accountability gets a little tricky. Like, um, with Don Cherry, Sportsnet had a pretty easy call, in my opinion, because he was, the thing, the mistake he made was on air doing his job, right? But there's athletes and there's celebrities making mistakes in their private lives, but now we're demanding accountability, but who delivers that? Mm-hmm. Right, if it's not on their job, or if it's, like or a, should people get a second chance? And hey, I screwed up. I'm going to learn from it. Right. Take some training. Maybe I can improve in my public persona. Mm-hmm. And that can happen. I think. I think there's got to be some level where we kind of all have this social agreement where we kind of know that everyone's got their their stuff. Yeah. Like privately, everyone's got stuff they struggle with. They've all said things they would not want people to hear. And we're all kind of okay with that as long as you keep it together in the public and do your best. Yeah. Right? Like we, I mean, I know, like, I know we're pretty perfect. Okay, but, like diddle in that, <laughs> but don't let it be a problem or. Yeah. But like we all, we sort of do that under the surface, don't we? Like you, you hire teachers, you hire mm-hmm. people to work with children. Yeah. Knowing like, that they're not perfect. Knowing that they're not prepackaged. Perfect. And you need to be like, dude, angels. can you hold it together? Right. Even though <laughs> yeah. you, you know, maybe you. I've scrolled through your Facebook and maybe you have magnifying glass and you burn ants after school. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's, I feel like. So there's got to be like a level of in the social contract that we accept. Sure. Of darkness or. Yeah. Which is is weird, but like, doesn't that, that exists, does it not? Like. I would agree. But almost, we almost pretend, especially with celebrity that that doesn't exist. Like we're appalled if like Chris Pratt says something that he shouldn't say. It's like, well. You know what I mean? Like the celebrity kind of like almost yeah. like we remove the humanity from people and they're just like, a, they're a poster now. Mm. And they're Michael Jordan doing these crazy dunks. Meanwhile, he's gambling hundreds of thousands of dollars and shady. I'm like, why shouldn't you be allowed if that's his money and he earned it right. legally? And But we just right. sort of say, well, we're going to watch play basketball and you can do your thing. Just don't talk about it. Just Chris don't. talked about his gambling problem last, uh, yes, last episode. It's <laughs> kind of like on a My same scale. My problem accessibility to gambling, <laughs> which I didn't have. Yeah, maybe it is on the same scale. My gambling $5 on poker (laughs) is the same as him gambling $100,000 on a golf round. Yeah. I guess when I think of integrity, and I know this isn't like the definition from a textbook, but it would be that like your actions and and words match. So like the persona that you want people to see matches what you do in private. Mm -hmm. Like in general, of course, people aren't perfect. So they're making mistakes in things they say and think and do. Yeah. But- like your repeated behavior mm-hmm. matches. Well, I don't know. Must... I don't know what you think of that. Is that too harsh? Is that like an unfair expectation of people? I, I just think what happens with like a blip. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Cause I, I agree. Like I like that definition of integrity, but is the expectation that you never act in a way that isn't consistent with the way you speak? No, I, I, I don't think that is. And no I don't way, think that's what but, you're saying. But And that's why you need a community of people around you who, when you blip, ha, are, have got your back and right. take care of you or whoever needs to be taken care of while you get the blip figured out. Mm-hmm. You're here of a situation or being involved in a situation where 
someone does something pretty horrible and you're like, oh, we should have known. Like, yeah. Like yeah. everyone, you put the pieces together and all these right. things and it's like, yeah. how did we not see this coming? Right. But it's almost Which like, is actually what you say when anything big happens. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, pretty much. A couple breaks up or... But it, but to me, like, I love that it shows, I don't love that it shows, but it, like, we want to see the best in people. Like, we, yeah. we don't want, if we hear something weird, we, we forget about it. Like, we don't... You know what I mean? Like, but maybe that also speaks give to the benefit of the doubt. Right. Yeah. Or the, like, I should have been there for them. Like if I had known that they were blipping or whatever we want to call it, I maybe they could have reached out and I would have helped or yeah. I could have reached out. Or is it part of the human kind of condition that like we see those little blips or those little faults, but we also know we have them ourselves. And so we give a little more like grace mm. and maybe that's more subconscious, but I just, yeah, if you think about those times where something crazy happens and you, you say that to yourself. Wow, we should have seen that coming. Because it's in character or out of character? Well, I, I think in my and this this example, I'm just thinking like where they've shown a weakness or they've shown a proclivity that we think, oh, it's it's harmless. Okay, oh, I was thinking of it the opposite, the other way, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, where like I they seem so to have it all together. I shouldn't like yeah. Where yeah. why wasn't I there to okay. I, I, I think I think initially my my interest was just in how we view people and how sure. we view their their st- our standard for them, um, and well, I think yeah I think in general people person to person we're pretty forgiving, yeah but as a society we're not as much yeah but it's not like so is it that we subconsciously know that everybody isn't perfect or is it that we subconsciously think everyone is perfect like it because I I'm not really or like you're surprised if they do mess right, up. Right. So like when someone messes up and you're like, oh man, I can't believe that. Is that because we thought that's how I was perfect. hearing that's it at, I was at first? Too. But then I think it kind of turned when you explained it the I other think the way. The brilliance of what I said is because it can go both <laughs> directions. <It's> unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the nexus point of all harmonious conversations but, from here on. But out. what would happen if we like just assumed everybody wasn't perfect? Like, and so then when your friend who either way you're looking at like, you're like, oh, I should have saw that coming. When you have those little like inklings, you're like, oh man, something's going on. Yeah. Because we're not perfect. So he's probably got something going on. Mm -hmm. Right. But it it doesn't seem like we do that. And then. Because we would look at it. Oh, that's in character because they're they're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then also when someone does have, maybe it is totally out of character, a blip, we don't freak out and be like, oh man, I couldn't believe that. Like that's so strange that that happened i can't believe it it's it's more of a we're more apt to forgive or like come alongside them rather than be shocked by i don't know how you guys are with with when people in your circle go through blips if you're the type to like confront it or address it maybe is a better word or like ignore it because you just hope it goes away but i've had in the last year four close acquaintances go through marriage trouble and I you know could see that building in myself the um, desire or even ability to kind of put myself into the situation not like I was going to be the white knight but just to even say hey look like if we're going to be friends part of me being your friend is accountability so Mm -hmm. how you doing and what's up seems out of character for you that's what you were inclined to do? like that's Not at first, but it's like, okay, I'm going to try that and see how it goes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, actually, that isn't probably what I should do. Yeah. That's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. And easy to avoid. 
it's easier to to be judgmental and to dismiss. Like mm-hmm. right, it's, Way it's so easy to do it because, and it's you also can feel you can feel self righteous at the same time. Yeah, um, that's kind of my go to. It's it's just at least at first often. But yeah. then, is it different if that person is like, if like, does it depend on what their job is? Like, does that change your impact? Like, or your not in reaction those cases because I have a personal relationship with them and mm-hmm. I know them. Right. Like, There's I don't difference. know Michael Jordan, or I don't know. No. But what if one so of them... So my only way to judge him or interact with him is what I see as a persona. But those are, I guess, what's in my head is, uh, like, a pastor, I guess, is this specific scenario that's coming to my head. Like, what if one of your friends in that scenario um, was a pastor? Would you feel like they should not be able to hold their position anymore because of a blip. Whereas like when you have the personal relationship with them, you're, they're your friend, you t- come alongside them, yeah, you give them, them another chance. Yeah. But I, I feel like there are certain positions where we don't have, like where we have like a clear cut, like you've got to be. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I would say personally, I could give them as many chances as they need, but institutionally or whatever you want to call it, that might be it. Like, yeah. yeah. This is a person in your position actually can't act this way. Sorry that came with the territory, but maybe that's totally unfair. Or they can't act that way in the public. Yeah, right. I well, don't that's know. the thing. Like, we if we if we kind of know that nobody's perfect and everybody is making these mistakes, but then as soon as one becomes public, we like that's it. That's like when it's a problem. That's when it's a problem. It's almost like that their fault is not is not the sin itself, but it's like the it's ability the, to keep it it's private. It's like, man, like you, you should have kept that, that a secret. Right. You should have put well, that Twitter right, like account it, down private, man. Because I for sure have personal experience with that, but I also think the impact that you have when you're in a position of authority is far greater than if you're not. So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There oh, yeah. are repercussions in, and maybe that's not fair, but that's just how it is. I think. Yeah. No, and I. Well, no one forces you to go into a profession where you're a teacher, let's say. Like, no one's forcing you to. You know, our code is very clear in terms of our profession. Well, it's kind of like if you had a newspaper article about somebody who did something inappropriate with a kid sexually, and this is a terrible thing, but it wouldn't say, like, a 35-year-old plumber, but it would say a 35-year-old teacher, right? Like, there's an expectation because you're in a position of authority that and whatever the other word is there, like closeness or mm-hmm. connection with kids that you can't abuse that position. Right. Yeah. And there's certain, certain lines that like actually put other people in dangerous situations, right? Like that, with that example, yeah. right? Like that's a really clear, like. Yeah. There's certain legal things that. Just, yeah. You just, just can't put them in a position yeah. that puts other people in danger. Um, but if it's like a 35 year old teacher with a, cocaine habit or right right yeah or, yeah i'm 36 so i'm <laughs> you're safe he's not talking about okay. you <laughs> that's good <laughs> take another break yeah i think so i gotta think about all that oh <laughs> So that last segment got kind of long and a bit heavier. And mm-hmm. so we took a little break. We went for a bit of a walk. We that was nice. <laughs> held hands. It was nice. And we're going to sort of close up here. Um, maybe have a little bit more of a chat here. And 
our podcast is called Harmonious Gentlemen. And so we are thinking, and I want to ask, how do we be harmonious in those situations where, well, there's various situations. One, there is just forgiveness in itself, Mm -hmm. but also coming alongside someone who maybe you notice something that you want to point out, or maybe you want to be honest with somebody enough to have that uncomfortable conversation that you, it's on your heart to do it. And I think we've probably all had a situation where something's on our heart and maybe we, ha- and maybe as we've gotten older, we've gotten better. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I think I have. Yeah. Um, what are the keys to doing that? How do you do that? How do you go into a conversation that you know is going to be uncomfortable? I think, and I don't know if this, this is something that is just sort of developing in my head tonight, but um, going into situations with the assumption that we are all um, not perfect. Right? And I don't think I consciously was going into situations thinking we were all perfect, but I think actively or intentionally being aware of the fact that we are um, sinful and um, but then not being judgmental about that, just knowing that we're all in the same boat in that can be helpful. So then when you notice maybe someone showing signs or whatever, like if you have that posture where, well, of course, like we've all got stuff, yeah. then maybe We're that's humble. easier. Um, yeah. Hum- humility is a good, a good word for it. And empathy too, like knowing that we're not perfect and yeah. knowing that our friends aren't perfect either too. In my own life with practice, um, coming alongside somebody because you want them to get better or to change or to prevent something bad from happening to them. Um, that changes the perspective too. I think like people can feel like that you're being judged, you know, if somebody comes and says, Hey, I've noticed this or you shouldn't do that. Or, but if it comes from a place of, I care about you and I see that this is a potential, do you want to talk about it? Like that's a different kind of conversation, I think. And right. What about those situations where maybe it's a colleague or an acquaintance? So someone, cause it, it's, it's easier if you have a really good relationship with somebody. What if there's a scenario where you don't? Yeah, do you, you think it's easier? Because I think there's well, more on the line if you're close. If it's true. a colleague, like sometimes that could be part of your professional obligation or right. responsibility. That's actually how I meant it. Yeah, backwards. <laughs> Man, you're <laughs> nailing those flip-flops today. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's harder when it's... No, it's a good point. There is more on the line. There, there is a lot more on the line. This is all like building for one of us to like ask someone else something. <laughs> like <laughs> on air, this is this is gonna be big. Chris, you drive a little fast in the car when you drive Do here. I? No, I don't. Oh. Actually, you drive, you drive fine. <laughs> you can say that no, if you, you think so. You're, you're great. You're great. Well, the other thing about going in with that with that posture is that you're probably more going in with the with a forgiveness attitude on the get from the get go. Maybe is a harmonious way of doing it. Right, like, I don't know. I'm kind of just making up this theory as I go here, but um, if you That's have the most great theories, <laughs> the <laughs> assumption that we're all we're all um, sinful, we're all struggling, and then and that we all deserve forgiveness, and then also that we are going to forgive. Right, when you go into those situations, that could be. Well, and if you, if you are coming to a person like the way you say it, I think you're creating a vulnerable space where a person's 
perceives that it isn't about judgment. It's about helping or restoring or propping up and not just, hey, I came to tell you what you suck at or whatever. It's also a good sort of uh, lesson for just how we live our lives every day that you create that trust from people by living that way normally. Hmm. So when that time comes, there you go. They trust you. And and that's putting a pretty bow on it right there. Want, you know? Yeah. Like are you talking about integrity? I think I am. <laughs> I don't think I would trust Michael Jordan if he came to me and wanted to talk to me about something. <laughs> what if it was the star in Space Jam 2? Monstars Revenge. Kind of like LeBron. I think he's in that, isn't he? Yeah. They're, they're, doing it? they're making one. it. Yeah. Oh, with LeBron James. That's why I, when you said who's better, LeBron or MJ, I said I have to wait to the sequel. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Oh, well. There's your confession. You should have known there was another space jam. Should have, totally. Um, you guys, I'd love to keep going, but the laptop's going to die here. Oh, okay. Um, and so we should probably get right to our confessions and, and get out of here. But thanks for that. Hmm. It's a good talk. Yeah, it, it was good. It was one of the topics that we knew what we were enjoying talking about and didn't know where it was going to end up, but there it is. Yeah. So should we confess? Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. My youngest son, Spencer, who is an avid listener of the podcast, turns 18 on Saturday. So my confession isn't just that I'm really old. It's also that I blew a major, or I had the potential to blow a surprise for him. We were sitting around the table. He was working on his paint by numbers. My wife was card making, and I was working on a puzzle tonight. And I said something about another one of our kids coming. When he's here, what we would do. And it's supposed to be a surprise. Oh. But I don't, my wife just, like, I could feel the icy glare off her. She didn't even look up, but I just, and I kind of got the cold sweats and I felt sick. And I don't think Spencer realized, but yeah, I'm hoping this airs after May 16th. I was going to get it out tonight. Okay. I'll tell him it's not up and no, available. I'll, I'll wait. So th- this. Su- so my confession is I probably totally blew the surprise, but maybe he didn't pick up on it. Oh, yeah. Hmm. It was like... I bet he was surprised in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sucks. Okay. Well, let's hope he didn't hear, and we won't release this till after. So Spencer, if you're listening, we hope it was a surprise. We sure. Yeah, and happy birthday. Happy birthday, yeah. 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 18. Crazy. It's a good year. Okay, Uh, my confession is, it's a quick one. Um, This just came to me the other day. I was was reading a book in bed at night, and I just all of a sudden had this thought. (laughs) And uh, you guys remember Napster? Oh, do I? <laughs> yes. So my confession is not that I used Napster because everyone did. Right. We should all be arrested for it, but <laughs> lots of blips. But when <laughs> when I first got Napster, and you guys probably know this, like it was dial-up internet back then. Yeah. It was for me anyway. So to download a song could take a couple hours at yeah. times. Yeah. Like So what I would do is I would I would set in the morning before school, and then hopefully my mom wouldn't. Anyway, didn't work out too often. But my confession is that the first song I ever downloaded on Napster um, took me hours was Leader of Men by Nickelback. Oh, nice. Um, and I just, that's all I'm going to say. That's my confession, yes. that that was the first Everybody thing. has a Nickelback blip in their history. <laughs> Everybody. I, I, I'm not even going to try and justify it. It was, no, it was an early to. single. Look, I, they've I, sold 100 million albums for a reason. I, I guess so. I didn't buy I definitely Napstered it. So my <laughs> confession is that's the first thing I ever legally downloaded. Again, I'm trying to think about what mine would be now. It might, I think it was a Metallica song. 
mine was, they would have been mad mine was vindicated <laughs> by <laughs> dashboard You're professional yeah vindicated really yeah that was uh, my yeah. first Nice. But now the other question is the last thing I illegally downloaded. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, Michael yeah. Jordan's documentary, <laughs> The Last Dance. <laughs> all right. That's all so, I got. I, uh, Tony Hawk came up earlier in the podcast. I, this, I don't know. This is kind of a lame confession, but on Twitter, I saw that he, he had posted a video of him skating. And I, so I watched it. And then at the end, he said he was going to give away his skateboard. Um, all you had to do was like text this number. <laughs> so I texted that number and then there's this whole process of like automation where you get this auto response like, Hey, it's Tony. Thanks for <laughs> texting me. All you need to do is sign up for this and then you'll, I'll get back You're to eligible. you. Yeah. So I went through the whole process of entering oh, my name and email address and was little reason Nigerian why I deserve the skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard back. <laughs> And so, did you like lie about your age or anything? Or <laughs> no. He said, "Send thirty-five-year-old." Uh, I said, "Me and my." I actually, it was my. Rec- I said, "Me and my four-year-old son have been watching a lot of, oh. like your skate videos. It would mean a lot if, like, if, oh, if somehow is, you chose us to." This give is turning skate. kind of adorable at this point. Yeah, yeah this but is. the I was like totally. It's totally just a scam for <laughs> for you being to able to ad advertise to me. But <laughs> yeah. so I went through the whole process. The whole time I knew I'm like, this is a. They're just getting my information, but. Worth it. So far, I haven't got any um, ad-related huh. t- texts or anything. Once you're invested in that process, you just got to finish it off, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, what if Yeah. he texts me back and Tony says, hey, he's, a, he's a pretty What's perfect celebrity, though. I don't think he'd do anything too too wrong. You know? Yeah. What would it take for <laughs> us to not respect Tony Hawk? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's lots of things. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a fairly <laughs> long list. but Okay. Well, that was fun. That's yeah, a good topic. I got uh, I got nothing else. But Chris, enjoy episode eight tonight. Yeah, we're waiting until tomorrow. Oh, well, they have... didn't they didn't watch it with? Without... They said they were going to wait for me. Oh, oh that's kind of nice. That's so nice. Harmonious. Well, there's no way that he heard you spoil the surprise then. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good night, everyone. Hey, uh, email the show at harmoniousgentleman at gmail dot com. Yes. Yeah. Or you can check us out on Twitter. Our numbers are growing. Today, we just got followed by two new podcasts. Yes. Oh, wow. Which is kind of cool. At yes. Harmonious Gents on both Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Cool. Oh, we were putting stuff on YouTube, but I don't think anyone's ever seen those. And <laughs> yeah, is we there any to- views on the last <laughs> one? I don't know. I haven't oh. checked. And I was going to film this just because the cool ambiance, but I forgot. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, for the sake of my fashion tonight, I'm glad you didn't <laughs> film this one. Okay. Yeah. See you guys. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Gentlemen.